You are listening to a Big MX Radio podcast, brought to you by Fly Racing, presented by W Wheels, X-Brand Goggles, Tech One Designs, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, Transcanda Motorsports, Rhino Power Sports Supplements, Westside Honda, Roy Borton Suspension Systems, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Motocross and Supercross news from around the globe. We're not experts, but we've got a microphone. Check us out on the web at www.bigmxradio.com. And now, here's your host, Brad Gebhardt. Welcome to the Arma Energy Drink Big MX Radio Show, brought to you by Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, and W Wheels. I am your host, as usual, is Brad Gebhardt, and with me on the line, we've got the freckle himself, the 52 machine of the Arma Energy Racing Yamaha team. That's none other than Mitchell Oldenburg. How's it going, Mitchell? Oh, not a whole lot. Just uh, hanging out here in Texas, enjoying the uh, the somewhat good weather that we've had today. It's been kind of crazy weather here in Texas lately with the rain and then snow and then rain and snow. I haven't been able to do much riding the last few weeks. Fair enough. Tough to uh, dial in a motorcycle when you're not on it. Yeah, for sure. That's that's no that's no joke. You know, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, for sure. Like um, you're you're now based out of Texas. You're born and raised in in Minnesota, and you practice. Uh, uh, you do a lot of training uh, up in Oklahoma with uh, the Trey Canards of the world, the Jimmy Jimmy Albertsons, as well as the Ronnie Max of the world. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got to where you're uh, you're at right now, being the hired gun for the 250 class on the Arma Energy Yamaha. Yeah, for sure. You know, I uh, I turned pro in 2013. Uh, did did. Uh, the Supercross series and and few outdoors on my own the last two years and uh, just been plugging away you know uh, trying to trying to get where where to I think I should be and um, we met Jimmy Albertson two years ago riding up at uh, Compound Seventy Seven um, that's where Merge Racing is based out of you know so um, met him got got to be somewhat good friends with him and then him and uh, Jimmy and Greg came to me at the end of the outdoors last year and. And said they wanted to put something together with me and then help me out, and uh, you know I was of course, of course on board with that. I was uh, really excited to to have some support this year, and and um, Jimmy Sloan with Army Energy Racing has just been awesome to us, and just uh, helping us out in every way that he can, and and just being being a good uh, you know team leader, I would say. And uh, yeah, it's been awesome. We. Uh, I've just been plugging away, getting the new Yamahas worked in. I rode Honda's the last two years, so it's been a it's been a cool learning curve, learning a new bike and and figuring things out on that end of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, for how how the season's gone, it hasn't really been um, that great, but it's been it's had its moments. You know, I kind of I feel like I picked up on a lot of my weaknesses from the last two years and and really um, and fixed them. But also, you know, you you come. When you go racing, you're always going to have weaknesses, so uh, learn learn a few new weaknesses that I need to work on. But uh, yeah, it's been an awesome year so far. 
Well, you need flashes of brilliance before you can uh, shine brightly, my friend. And um, just getting back to uh, how you ended up uh, on the on the team, it really sounds like uh, Jimmy Iwardson went to bat for you uh, with, with Jimmy on the phone. The two Jimmys were on the phone for uh, they said about a thirty minute conversation in which they decided to go ahead with the team and bring you on as uh, the two fifty effort. Which uh, uh, having a friend like that go to bat for you, uh, who yeah, the two of you met down in uh, Compound Seventy Seven, must have been a special experience for you. Yeah, for sure. You know, Jimmy's been awesome. Uh, you know, he he helped me out when he didn't have to, and that that means more to me than anything. You know, and uh, especially coming from another racer, uh, wanting to bring me on board has just been it's been unbelievable. You know, I don't think there's many people in the sport, especially racers, that would want someone of their competition or or someone who can gun them down or whatever bring want to bring them on board with them. So. Um, yeah, it's just been an awesome experience with these guys. You know, Greg and Jimmy are are some of the the most popular guys in the pits, just with their personalities and and the fans and the video series that they did last year with motorsport and just all that. So it's been awesome just being around those guys and learning learning how a uh, an actual team works. And uh, of course, now riding down in uh, Compound Seventy Seven, I've got to ask. Since uh, I'm from uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, there's a local kid that goes down there and rides quite a bit. I'm not sure if you if you're familiar with Ryan Miller. Curious if you have any stories. Oh yeah, I've uh, I met Ryan probably when I was about seven years old. He came seven years old. He came down to uh, our track well, yeah, that we owned up in too. Minnesota, up at Staples, and man, he's a goofball. That's for sure. Uh, Really good friends with him. Unfortunately, he had knee surgery this year, so he hasn't been down uh, this winter at all. But, uh, man, an awesome kid. Can't say enough good things about him. He's just uh, a goofball, like I said, and got a lot of good uh, memories with him. 100%. So uh, that's that's, that's fun to hear. Um, Fresh off of uh, one of your better performances this year, like I said, one of those flashes of brilliance, but not one week removed uh, from a, a little dirt nap in the uh, in the in the whoops at uh, Atlanta too. Um, explain to us uh, the process of a week after dealing with a concussion like that, coming out and uh, posting the fastest time in, in first untimed practice uh, is unofficially timed as you getting the, the the fastest lap time in that session, and uh, how you prepare yourself to uh, to be race ready come gate drop on uh on saturday yeah you know it was a it's somewhat of a bummer but at the same time you know i i i found out that or i i um how can i say it i uh i realized officially that i had the speed to be up with those guys and i think that was just a huge confidence boost going into the second practice uh at atlanta too and uh man i really wanted to go out there and do it again and i think i might have might have been pushing a little bit more than I should have, but uh, made a small mistake, ended up knocking myself out in the whoops, and uh, the Astros crew was just, they were really good to me that weekend, and, you know, obviously, we did the concussion test that day, and, and I didn't pass, so obviously, I couldn't ride. Even if I would have passed, I was in no condition to ride, so I would have took it off anyway, but, uh, you know, those guys really helped me out, and I had to come home, see my doctor, and uh, get cleared from them, but... I haven't had many concussions. That was only my second one ever, so I, I don't really know what to what to do in that situation as far as riding goes. You know, it's your head. You don't really want to mess around with it and push it, and it could it could really mess up your life. So um, I went and saw my doctor. Took a couple of concussion tests. Uh, 
felt normal. I passed really easy. Uh, the doctor actually told me that he didn't think I was knocked out, but uh, I was. I was definitely sleeping in the middle of the track there for a bit. and uh, But, yeah, just coming into the weekend, one I didn't even get to ride this week because of weather, the week before Daytona because of weather, so I was really nervous heading out for the first practice, just not knowing if I was going to be able to, to like concentrate and be able to focus on on riding um, just because I've heard stories of other riders, you know, um, just with their balance being off and, and things happening so fast um, after a concussion. So, um just went out there and took it one lap at a time, took it one turn at a time, you know, just kind of felt out my, uh, my head. And I, I was, I was pretty pumped, you know, considering the last few weeks, how they've gone. It's, it was, uh, it was nice to get a, a decent finish in, you know, obviously ninth place is awesome. And I'm, I was happy with it, but definitely not satisfied. You know, I want, I want more, I want to win. I want to be, I want to be the best. I want to, I'm sure everyone wants to be the best, but for me, if I'm not, if I'm not up to my potential, and I believe I was this weekend, but if I'm not up to my potential and riding as hard as I can, then I'm not, I'm not happy. So, um, you know, the weekend went good. I'm really happy with it. Um, definitely a, a solid rebound from the weekend before, considering I was laying in the middle of the track, uh, sleeping for a little bit. 100%. Well, only uh, one spot off, or actually two spots off your career best uh, of a sixth place uh, last year. In uh, You finished off really strong with an 8-6 to finish out both East Rutherford and uh, and Vegas. Uh, what do you need to do during the week to ensure that um, those, like you continue to improve, things get better, and uh, you can you can put your speed to good use, man. Like it, it, it seemed to me that the track this last weekend really played into your strengths. Uh, your bike was set up really well when, especially when it got rough late in the moto, uh, which you picked off a couple of riders. So, uh, uh, what, what really needs to happen to make sure you have that more, more sport.com, uh, Yamaha up front. Yeah. I think just, uh, being able to ride during the week, um, you know, it's been the weather down in Texas has been crazy the last three weeks. I've rode, twice during the week since Dallas so it's kind of throwing me off a bit I don't want to say I don't want to make excuses or anything but you know I've done I did so much preparation coming up leading up to this season um you know just with bike setup and riding I was riding Monday through Friday you know four or five hours a day just just putting in the work so just in case something like this happened where we got crazy weather and I couldn't ride so you know it's been I was prepared for it um but Obviously, it's not not what you want to do is is not ride during the week. But I uh, think if I can get some solid practice in during the week, you know, a couple of days a week, and uh, and really work on my weaknesses, is it it'll help me out and on the weekend. So um, yeah, you know, I excited excited to build off a ninth place finish. You know, it's 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 I'm happy with it, but I'm ready to move forward and I, I'm excited to go riding tomorrow and Thursday and, and get some practice in and then hit Indy hard. Absolutely. So obviously this season being uh, your most uh, most properly and, and uh, diligently supported season that you've had so far, uh, you're able to fly to all of the races uh, and you've got the, the backing to uh, basically when you get to the racetrack, all you have to worry about is going fast. Um, from a psychological standpoint, how much of a, that, of a benefit is that to you that when you come to the track, all you have to do is make sure that you find your spots, uh, find what marks you have to hit on the track and then hit them. Oh, it's, it's huge. You know, it's, it's such a big advantage and I didn't really realize it until I started doing it. You know, being able to rest during the week, um, 
and you know just being able to be home Sunday afternoon and and sleep in your bed Sunday night and sleep in your bed Thursday night and being able just to make a quick weekend out of it is, has been an advantage. You know, this the season seems like it's going by so much faster this year than it has any other year just because I'm I'm flying out Friday mornings and I'm getting back Sunday Sunday evening. So, you know, I don't have the, the long 14, 16, 18-hour drive to do anymore and it's been uh, – it's been huge. Um, been 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 able to prepare myself a lot more than than years past, and and really focus on just my riding. Uh, it's been it's been amazing. You know, it's a great experience, and I'm very thankful and grateful for the opportunity that all these guys have given me. Well, let's talk a little bit about one of those guys who uh, who gifted you that opportunity, and that's none other than Jimmy Sloan, your team owner. Um, how is he as a team owner, uh, as well as, like, does he rule with an iron fist? Does he joke around with you guys? Uh, and uh, how well did you know him before stepping into the program? Yeah, you know, I I knew Jimmy and Jasek, uh for a couple of years now. They came and stayed to our track in, like, 2013 or 2012 or 2013. So I kind of got to meet him then, and, uh, you know, I never really – talk to him more than you know hey how's it going but uh it's been awesome he's uh you know he's a team owner and he he wants to do good and he wants to succeed so i think we're all on the same page as far as that goes and uh you know he's not not afraid to tell you how it is which i like you know i i like honesty and i like people to to be to be brutally honest about how i'm riding and and what we need to work on and stuff and i I like how he uh approaches racing in general so um you know 100 percent believer in in me and jimmy and the team and and uh it's been it's been great knowing we have someone backing us that wants to win just as bad as we do well that's a huge benefit to your uh, your team and uh your results have shown it like uh, maybe not uh like the the moto scores so far but i feel like uh, this year you're riding more confident than you ever have um would you say that the biggest perk of being on an arma energy uh, yamaha is uh, the free arma energy drinks or the sweet helmets from uh painted paint jobs from uh shades of gray man i really i'm really in love with the helmets the the designs that that uh josh over at shades of gray has been doing has been awesome i, I really like his uh his uh, way of coming up with cool ideas for the helmets. You know, we haven't had, between me and Jimmy, we haven't had a helmet that's been close to the same as the other one. So it's been, it's been really cool. I, I love freshly painted helmets. Oh, that guy's got too much skill to be human. I like it. Just when I see his work, like you go through all of his helmets, and they're all radically different from the other, but all equally uh, impressive. Like I, uh, yeah. I gotta think that you and you found out that that guy was gonna be painting your helmets, and you see some of the work that he's done. You had to have been licking your chops, knowing that uh, at least you'd be looking fast out there. Yeah, for sure, they look good. All right, now we're gonna do a segment called the Bills Pipes Pick Your Poison, and then we're gonna throw it to commercials. So, are you ready for that? Yeah, for sure. Let's do this. Perfect. This is rapid fire, quick as you can to answer these. Uh, they're not the most serious questions in the world, but we hope we can rip through them quick. Starting with uh, Jimmy John's or uh, Jersey Mike's? Uh, definitely Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's. What's your What do you order there? Uh, just turkey and cheese. Just turkey simple and guy. cheese. <laughs> Texas or Minnesota? Ooh, te- uh... I'd have to go Texas winters, Minnesota summer. There you go. Nice and hot in the summertime. Uh, same with here. Um, but not too hot like Texas. 
Uh, sugar-free or original Arma? Um, I'm going to go original. Road bike or uh, rowing machine for cardio? Uh, rowing machine for sure. Rowing machine. Uh, two-stroke or four-stroke? Uh, definitely a two-stroke. Two-stroke, 125 or 250? Ooh, 125. 125, just let her scream. Oh, yeah. Did you get a chance to ride Bogle's 252 stroke when he was down there? No, I did not. Oh, that would have been sweet. Man, um, I haven't rode a two-stroke since since my last year in schoolboy class, like 2010. Oh, man. Like, what, uh, you were on Hondas, obviously? No, I was on Yamahas then. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I've got uh, a pair of uh, KX250 125s. They're matching, and uh, oh, dang. I love them to death. Um, blondes or brunettes? Uh, brunettes. Supercross or nationals? Supercross. Country music or rap music? Rap. Millville or Kellogg? Millville. Chicken or beef? Chicken. Mad skills or MX vs. ATV? Uh, MX vs. ATV. And that was the Bills Pipes... Pick your poison, and if you'd be so kind to throw it to commercial for us. Yeah, right on. This is Mitchell Oldenburg with ArmaEnergyMotorsport.com Yamaha, and uh, we'll be back after these. All right, guys. All right, guys. It's time for a commercial. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable sweat-absorbing liner, and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with Oats and Bran. Oats and Bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Indigos. For extreme kids like us. Epic's a racing man. But more than Fox, what Big Jeff likes is a fat bull. Emigos with brand, fat bull. Emigos with brand. Oats for power, brands for speed. Who that taste, what a delicious treat. Cereal Bees, Emigos. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. So, what do you think of Rich Taylor? Lighter than hair and stronger than steel. So, what that means is it can move much faster. 2014 X Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter X, Volcano, and Phantom Goggle, X Brand has the product make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing.
What's up, guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. And we're back. How did you and the team come to the decision of riding the 250 uh, on the West Coast uh, against the 450s? Um, and like, how did that work out for you? How did you feel like the 250 stacked up? Um, where was it had an advantage? Where did it have a disadvantage? Yeah, I think... Uh I think I came up with that decision. I wanted to do it on my own either way, if I was going to be on the team or not. Uh, I decided that last year, and um, we got together and, and worked out some details. And originally, I was going to do it on a 450, but I ended up doing um, Monster Cup on a 450 that Jimmy Alberton uh, loaned me. And the next week, I hopped back on my 250F and was just was just struggling to get used to it. So I kind of just decided that, you know, it's kind of be best just for me to either skip the West Coast rounds and just ride the 250F or uh, or do the West Coast rounds on the 250F and uh, just go in there and, and kind of do the best I can and just work out the bugs, not really focus on position or results or anything like that. And, uh, you know, I think it worked out. We, uh, we got a lot accomplished. Uh, I got really fired up coming into Dallas, and I think that kind of hurt me a little bit. I just... I was my third race instead of my first, so I felt like it was go time and ready to to start start off strong. And uh, you know, it is what it is. It it had its advantages, it had its disadvantages, but um, overall, I think we made a good decision and we made a lot of, of bike setup changes and and figured out motor and suspension during those two rounds. You know, there's uh there's nothing like racing. You can't go out to any practice track and 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 get as good a practice as racing and, and real gate drops. So, um, you know, I, I do it again and, uh, I definitely, uh, um, work on myself a little bit more than the bikes. I think, uh, I think I kind of just, a lot of the stuff went out the window when Dallas came around cause I was just fired up and ready to go. I wanted to sort of start it off with a bang and, uh, I did unfortunately in the wrong ways. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised that uh, none of the 250 guys at all from the West Coast have uh, brought that that bike over to uh, the East Coast to race some 450 rounds. It'd be interesting to see if those guys can kind of keep their edge and keep some momentum rolling into their next series, but uh, hasn't seen it happen. Um, how much horsepower does white backgrounds add when you put it on a 250? Uh, believe it or not, not much. It's uh, it's still 250 against 450. You know, we brought a yeah. we brought a knife to a gun gunfight, but. You know, I, I'm happy with how I did. I'm happy with what we figured out, and uh, I definitely do it again next year. That's right on. So you're originally from Minnesota, and uh, you grew up racing District 23 with your parents, owning staples, uh, and uh, being faster than me on a 65 than I was on a 125. <laughs> you pack up the whole family. <laughs> What's that? Nothing. I was just laughing. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it, the the it's true, man. You're you're, you're <laughs> way too fast um, back then. Um, how how did uh, like 
And you, you pack up the whole family and then uh, you head down to, Oak, to to go your parents now own Oak Hill, which is now an iconic amateur track. How does uh, amateur track differ from a professional track? Are there some specific obstacles that us mere mortals shouldn't be on? Um, no, I wouldn't say obstacles. I just think that, uh, you know, outdoor nationals get so much rougher than amateur nationals do. And uh, not only that, yeah, not only that, but you just, I mean, you're racing the fastest guys in, in the country and yeah. and uh, the tracks just get rough. The motos are, are twice as long. You know, it's the heat, the summer, and then not only that, but you got to do it week in and week out. Um, it's not just one race a year. Um, you know, I think I'm I'm happy with, with how I've done in Outdoor Nationals. I learned a lot from my first year. You know, my first year I really struggled with, with fitness and just not knowing anything. You know, you kind of if you're not on a team, you kind of come into the, the nationals blind. You don't know what to expect. You don't know really anything. There's uh, not much time in between motos to get ready um, and and go back out there. You only have about 40, 45 minutes before from the checkered flag of the first moto to the gate drop of the second moto. So it's it's pretty rush-rush. Uh, and, you know, I, I learned a lot my first year, and I really put it to, to good use coming into my second year. So, uh Pretty gnarly compared to amateur nationals, that's for sure. I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I think you're, you're definitely, if you're feeling the effects or the benefit of being able to fly to the races in Supercross, imagine uh, how good you'll be feeling going into each national, knowing that you can be home on a Sunday afternoon, recover, get your fluids, dial yourself in, and then go out to the next national uh, ready and prepared. Yeah, for sure. You know, I had to... I had a lot of good guys helping me out the last two years uh, with Lewis Long Racing and and True Brothers, uh, just everybody. But you know, unfortunately, I didn't have the budget to be coming home and and back and forth after every race. So uh, I was on the road in my motorhome and trailer with uh, my brother and my girlfriend, and just uh, you know trying to do it that way. And it's it's just really tough to find tracks to ride during the week and trying to you know get enough time to do laundry and go grocery shopping when you have a big motorhome and a big trailer it's tough you know it's it's you can't just just uh just take off and run into town you got to load everything up you got to put all the flat outs in make sure everything's tied down run into town and come back it makes for long days and it's it's a lot of work doing it on your own that's for sure um you know not complaining or anything i just you know, I'm I'm really happy. I'm honestly living my dream and and happy with how things have gone and happy with how I've been handling things. But you know, it's it's a lot of work, and and I'm just very grateful for the opportunity that I've been given this year. Absolutely, and it's good to see that you're uh, you, you have the the opportunity to kind of look around and and see. Uh, the the benefits and, and all of the things that you you're currently enjoying, especially since since you uh, had the opportunity to uh, struggle and like I don't I think that's actually a really positive thing. Uh, and some kid some guys that they they ne- they never have that year where they're like oh I had to drive to all the races or I had to d- this or that. Um, they just they go straight into the, the the pro ranks and they're flying to each race and uh, maybe they don't dig as deep uh, as maybe you do, knowing the fact that uh, you've got um, like you, you're you're now benefiting from a lot of things that the the other riders are not. That's got to be something that uh, is is like, for, like I said earlier, a big mental edge for you. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's 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 awesome, but it's at the same time, it's it's a lot of work and. 
you know, oh, it's yeah. a lot of work. It's a lot of work when you're flying to the races. That's it's just this is the name of the game, and it's how bad you want it. Um, you know, Josh Demas said something to me when I was still amateur. He said, you know, it's all what you want. You want steak for dinner. You want ramen noodles. So it's uh, it all comes down to who wants it more and who's going to put in the work. And I I feel like I'm I'm ready to. I feel like I've been putting in the work, and I feel like I still got. I got a long way to go, but I'm ready to. I'm ready to put more work in. You know. Totally, and uh, I think uh, the harder, more work that you put in, the the more you'll get out of it. One hundred and ten percent. At what age uh, did this dream become of a very, re- a real, a very very real thing for you? When did you start to realize that uh, I've got the speed? I know that uh, like if I put in the work, uh, the the end of this road is uh, is a professional race. Yeah, I mean, I think my last year amateur, I ended up getting a deal with Team Green and, you know, for the amateur deal. And, you know, a lot of the guys that I was racing against that year were getting rides into the pros. And I was just kind of sitting back, like, thinking, man, like, my kind of just always thought it was going to happen. Never really, never really thought about it that I just assumed that I was going to get a ride into the pros and this was going to, this was going to happen. And then, you know, everyone was getting rides around me and I was kind of sitting there thinking like, man, what the heck? So I just like, all right, I can't, can't sit around and wait for this forever. I gotta, I gotta figure out what I'm going to do. And, you know, end of 2012, I was really debating on whether to turn pro or, or stay another year amateur. And I just kind of thought, you know, like it's time to sink or swim. You know, we gotta, we gotta see if this is going to happen and I'm going to give it everything I have just in case you know, if it doesn't happen, at least I can say I'd give it my all. And, and, uh, I buckled down and, you know, hindsight's 50, 50, but looking back, there's a couple things I would have changed. You know, I definitely would have got an earlier start on this deal. I think, uh, um, just being able to, to learn from your mistakes is huge. But for me, if I, if I could have started, you know, a year or two earlier, like when, when Cooper, when Adam actually decided they were going to take this, seriously they were they were three years younger than me you know and or they started three years earlier than I did so you know they're so far ahead of the game and at this point it's it's tough to catch up but uh you know obviously there's some things that would change but at the end of the day you know I'm happy with where I'm at right now and and I'm ready to push forward and, and get to where I need to be well, you've got some great guys in your corner, and uh, working with guys like Trey and 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 Jimmy must be a huge benefit to you. But uh, there's another clown that likes to, uh, to show up every once in a while when he's not in jail. Um, what's it like practicing with uh, with Ronnie Mack? Has he ever uh, tried to steal your bike from time to time? You know, to be honest with you, I haven't even seen Ronnie Mack yet. Uh, really? Yeah, I'm kind of nervous about meeting him. He seems like a character who. Uh, He's he doesn't really rough. care about anything. <laughs> no, he's he's uh he's he just he flies, uh, he 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 goes to the beat of his own drum, man. It's just it's, yeah. uh, He seems to uh, not really care what anyone thinks. He 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 chopped up uh, Jimmy's front fender like uh, right in front of him at the race. He's he's uh, yep. motorboating the 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 little triple <laughs> X girls, and it, it, he's just. I'm not sure if that's a good impression on you. If he's, if, I hope that doesn't rub off. If you do meet him, but uh, uh, yeah. nevertheless, uh, fun to have him around at some point. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, looking forward to that day, man. He he sends it. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for hundred <laughs> percent. Now, 
Let's uh, let's finish off this interview, and it's been a great one, with uh, the Big MX five questions. Um, not like you don't have to quickly answer these, but uh, just mm-hmm. basically a few just to get to know you a little bit better so our listeners can uh, uh, get a little bit of a better sense of, of, of where you've been, where you came from. So okay. uh, starting off with um, the first question, which local uh, Minnesota pro did you look up to and before you knew of the Ricky Carmichaels and James Stewart's of the world, like was there like a, a local guy you're like, oh, that guy's the best in the world before you knew that maybe he wasn't, but still pretty cool? Yeah, I think uh, I'd have to go with Tucker Hibbert. You know, he was... Uh, yes. My family knew him pretty well and my dad really knew him well. So I've always looked up to that guy. I still look up to that guy, man. He's what eight time X Games gold medalist now and just just an awesome dude. Very uh very grateful for what he has and very uh very fast, you know, he's always been fast and it's been cool, you know, he's he was local pro and, and pro at the time. Canadian so national I, pro. Yep, and got to see him see him all the time and uh it was really cool, you know, he stayed over at my house when I was I don't know, I was probably like two years old and he was probably like 14, 15, so it was really cool. I've known him known him for a long time and, and got to see a lot of his accomplishments. Now, uh, you you did, like, there was obviously a lot of uh, Ameri- or Canadians that would come down and race and, and challenge you as a youngster. Did you ever come up to uh, race a, a, in a Manitoba race whatsoever? Um, I came up once to the MTS Center in Winnipeg. Really? Race, yep. Yeah, I raced that in 2006. Oh six, maybe. Yeah, that could have been. Yeah, that, I I would have also raced, raced that that event. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it was, How, uh, it was uh, a good time. Yeah, they had the big lifter in the middle of the race. Was that the year that when the um, Kyle Beaton broke his bike in half? Yep, yep, that was the year. That, that was, was crazy. Um, that was uh, I. I too broke my bike in half that year. Uh, about six months earlier than that. Uh, that's really? why I was on. Uh, I was on a. KX 125 and 252 stroke because uh, my huh. 250F was still in two pieces. But uh, were you in the, what 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 age class would you have been riding then? I think I was still seven to eleven and nine to twelve. Okay, so you're taking on uh, ooh, who would have been who would have been some of the kids that you raced with in the 80 class back then? Um, I'm not really sure about the 711 class, but I know like we went up there because of uh, Millars. You know, we we're really good friends with them and. He came okay, down yeah. pretty much, pretty much every race we had at the Motodome. So he wanted us to come up there and, and see what it was like. So I know I raced him in the nine to twelve class. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure about the seven eleven class. I'm, man, that was a long time ago. I don't really remember. No kidding. Well, that, that's cool. I, I had no idea you were there. That's uh, yeah. um, those were iconic races. Actually, a friend of mine uh, broke both of his wrists. I think that weekend. Dang, not good. Yeah, man. Uh, came up short on that big jump in the middle of the track. But yeah. Uh, um, other than Ryan, any of the, any fast Canadians ever come down and try and challenge you? Um. Yeah, Cole Vardy was down a couple of years ago. I think he ended up uh, hanging it up, and I'm not sure what he's doing now, but. Um... Uh, Ryan Lockhart came down with Millar in 2010 or so, so I, I yeah I know the news pretty well and and uh, I've been talking to him a lot late, lately. He's uh, I deal with him with Atlas Brace, so um, yes sir. Yep, I've been dealing with him and yeah. I think How do you like the Atlas Brace? Oh, I love it. You know, I uh, I think I've worn almost every neck brace in the business, and I think this is definitely the the one that fits me the best. Um, I like it a lot. You know, it's, it's super light. The new ones are, are awesome. They're 
amazing fit, super light, just can't complain about anything. Sure. Uh, third question, uh, when did you first start practicing your signature? Oh, I haven't really practiced <laughs> my signature. I need to because it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's different every time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely different every time. Fair enough. Uh, on on the outdoors, uh, I know last year you jumped on a 250 and a 450. Uh, just, have you made a decision on which, which bike you're going to jump on for the outdoors? Um, no, I haven't yet. Um, I'd like to do the 450 again. Um, I think it suits my riding style a little bit better. I can kind of get away with a lot more things, and it's definitely a lot cheaper than riding the 250F. Uh, a lot yes. less, a lot less maintenance, a lot less motor work needs to be done to it. So. Um, not really looking towards one way or the other, but uh, my preference would be definitely be the 450. Fair enough. Well, we'll, we'll see in about two months' time uh, when when the gate drops at yep. uh, Hangtown. Now, yep, uh, sure. last last question before I let you go: uh, What's Jimmy Albertson's worst riding habit? Who worst riding habit? Um, I think it would be just him dipping his shoulder in the turns um something he's been working on i think he's getting a lot better at it um but it's also something that that i really needed to work on a couple of years ago so it, it sticks out to me a lot because i worked so hard on it for so many months trying to fix my bad habit at it so you know it's really easy for me to pick it out on riders just because it's, i've i pick it out on myself so much now but Another uh pain. yep yeah for sure Speaking of uh, of pain and Albertson's shoulders, two dislocated shoulders in two weekends. Uh, as a, someone who's had 15 of those in my time and now none since my surgery, um, I can only imagine he's dealing with torn labrum. And have you seen Jimmy put his shoulder back in by himself yet? No, I haven't, and I do not want to. I don't. I don't do well with that stuff. <laughs> no. No, not at all. But, uh, Right on, man. I can't thank you enough for giving me uh, a good portion of your evening. Uh, I'm sure you're probably wanting to watch the Winnipeg Jets and uh, St. Louis Blues hockey game, uh, which I'm keeping you from. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, chatting with us, and uh, giving us the lowdown on uh, the Arma Energy Motorsport.com Yamaha team. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It was a, it was a good time. Absolutely. Just uh, shooting the shit about Moto and talking about MTS Center 2006. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, you have a good night, my friend. Yep, you too. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.